0: Don't miss the Marvels in theaters on November 10th and see where the Marvel stories all began when you watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision and Miss Marvel, only on Disney Plus. Plans starting at 7.99. You are now listening to Femguard podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Creators can even earn money on Anchor
1: with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: Hey, fam fam. Welcome back. We know we've been gone for a little while. We know you missed us. <laughs> it's okay to admit it guys. It's okay.
1: It's okay. but, no, but we, Yeah. We've
0: got good reason for having been gone, which we'll talk about on this episode. Um, but welcome to season 11. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, it, exactly what Tessa was saying. It's uh, the break was initially going to be like just two to three weeks. And we got wrapped up with so many great projects and, and, you know, still in the competition, uh, for sync, getting funding for it. And it's just been, um, you know, we had to take the time to focus on those things because yeah. it's all about balance and we love doing the show and we want to have, keep
0: you guys in the loop. So, um, but that's, that's why we're taking that break. <laughs> yeah. Which is by the way, a good reminder for anybody who's a workaholic like we are, <laughs> yeah, is to take that time. Like, I mean, we didn't even take that time for ourselves. We took it for other work, but like, you know, to find that balance and to prioritize for what's important to you. And if you do actually need that time to just do nothing but chill, like sometimes you need that. So be sure to be aware of that. And you know.
1: Yeah. I think we we've talked about it a couple of times throughout the seasons because mm-hmm. um we we have those growing pains those moments where you know i remember it's so weird now like we have like this this almost time capsule, recorded time capsule of our journey, which is so cool because I know we've like addressed, I think between like season three and season four, like um, we were going through some some things emotionally, mentally, we were drained or burnt out, and it's it's pretty cool to see you know us progress and like get to a point in, at, at different stages of our career.
0: If that yeah. makes sense. No, totally, because I know we've grown a lot as as. Filmmakers as just professionals, like, yeah. you know, so it's I don't know, it's cool for us to get to see that. I hope you guys enjoy seeing yeah, it too. <laughs> but
1: like keeping it real, like we're human, like yeah. you know, like that we're gonna have those periods. And right now it is it is such a crunch time, <laughs> I think for yeah. Tessa and I both. And um and balance is important, but there are times too where you just have to push yourself. And I'm a pusher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the mean girl. Hey, what's the goal for me yes it was god um no and and but also know when you need to take the breaks on stuff but yeah should we uh, tell them what's been going on tessa like yeah. really though all
0: right so let's like, get into really, it let's get into it um if you haven't been catching up with us if you are a new listener or just haven't been up to date um we are currently in a script writing competition with we make movies for our feature film our first feature film sync um and there are going to be i think we started with what 36 films something like that and then they're going to end with three and those three films will be funded for twenty-five thousand (laughs) dollars So that's like, that's what our budget is. So that would be absolutely amazing if we can win that and secure that funding. Um, But this whole process has taught us so much and allowed us to prepare a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have had, like ready this, this early in the game otherwise. So that's, that, that has pushed us, which has been kind of cool.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah um and I feel like even has built up our confidence as this yeah. being our feature first feature film but the feedback is like wow this is so professional looking and I'm like geez I don't even know if I'm doing it right you know Yeah,
0: this is our first pitch <laughs> this is the first time we pitched to anyone and that's Uh, to explain a little more about the contest that's kind of how each round goes it's it's a pitch session um, because the three judges are also the three investors of these three films Um, so we are just literally pitching to investors in this you know competition format but it is it's no different than an actual pitch session so it's taught us a lot about like what investors are looking for what questions we need to be prepared to answer and how to just sell it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: exactly and we so we made it to the semi-finals round which has brought us to um they're deciding I think 14 filmmakers now yeah and so you know we were we got a chance to talk with some with them and like yeah I think the experience is it, it's just it's always going to be different mm-hmm. but it's really cool to to know that at the end of the day it's you have to go with your gut. You got to, you know, know your story really well and not take it personal. If, if it's just like falling on deaf
0: ears. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is like, you know, we've got feedback from both the investors and also other professionals that we've sent our script to. Um, and which highly recommend. Yeah. By the way. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't listen, no matter how gifted you are as a writer, (laughs) like your first draft is never going to be the gold. So like, it is so beneficial to get feedback from anyone. I don't care if they're just your buddy that likes movies or if they're a full Mm -hmm. professional writer, like anybody can have good feedback. Amen. And we've kind of, we've we've done both of that. Like we've got it from just friends that are also writers, but like not professionally to professional writers to the investors themselves. Like, you know, we've got it a little bit, from everyone.
1: And if I would say knowing that your first draft is kind of shitty lol it's just so funny because I look back on it and I'm always like oh yeah this is this is pretty good and then I'm like now that I'm in the the third or fourth draft of it I'm like wow that sucked (laughs) like that first draft really does suck. So if you do have, I guess, I don't know if you agree with me, Tessa, but maybe, yeah, that first drop, give it to friends and see if it's actually like a story that resonates, you know, Mm. test it out on that audience. So when you have a professional friend look at it, it's a little bit more put together, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, you know, where you've seen some problem areas from your friends that are like, hey, I didn't understand this or the ending, like, was it supposed to be this or this? So that way, when the professional reads it too, like you've maybe worked on some of that or can say, you know what? That's the feedback I kept getting from my buddies. Like, why is this happening? You know, like, mm-hmm. or like, do I, is it just, you know, for us, we learned a lot being transparent here with y'all. Like it was, um, we had some confusion at the end, which was, we, we were trying not to like, we're
0: trying to leave it not ambiguous, but just- Well, no, I think ambiguous is a good word. Like yeah. that you kind of draw your own- uh conclusion but like the, there is
1: a meaning there yeah. but it's not like we're spoon feeding it to you yeah and but it was a little too ambiguous <laughs> because the beginning needed work mm-hmm. and I've spent a long time a lot of time now on the rewrite setting up the beginning so that way the end it isn't like what and it's just so interesting like things like shout out to Dave Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's amazing. He's the the professional that's been helping us like he's a godsend. Um cannot thank him enough. But you know him telling us things like you really need to just spell it out in the script. Like things that I as like a director like filmmaker we want to we want to leave like some mystery but when you're writing a script to show investors he's made it a point that you really just you have to spell everything out because they don't have time to sit there and guess like what this or that means if that makes sense
0: and another thing going along with that too is like if you are writing something that you yourself plan to direct and produce you know, you're, you're writing a script for a vision that you already have. Right. But you've still got to sell that script to the investors. So like, you've got to write it as if you're not the one producing and directing it, if that makes sense, you know,
1: thousand percent, like Like, like that was my mistake. Yeah. That was also part of the, the like questioning that we kept getting, like, I don't understand this. And I'm like, crap there. It's like, it's not like, I see it as the director, but there it's not transferring when they, when an investor is going to read your script. So great point, Tessa. Absolutely. That's something I had to work on because I just was like, oh, I don't like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't think investors would sit down and read your script like that. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, it's like, they don't got time, but no, like they should, they absolutely should. And part of this competition, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. So, um, like that is something you should absolutely keep in mind. To like, make it dummy proof because yeah. they don't have time to sit there and question.
0: Yeah. And going along that lines of like making it dummy proof is like provide everything you can. Mm. Um, I know for us, the further along we get in this competition, um, we keep getting the suggestions from the investors of, you know, well, if you know this, provide this. If you you know, you'll get an edge up if you can provide this. And so Tessa
1: means like as far as like who your crew is or like what kind of I guess um, production like wise. Right. Well, I mean yeah. it'll it'll be
0: different for every production, right? right? But like the more you can provide in general. So like any of those things that you create in pre-production if you can it can provide them early on it allows the investors to see more clear vision so like for example your budget breakdown like it's Mm. not going to be your completed budget obviously like a lot of things are going to change but if you can provide them with like an estimated yeah, yeah an estimated budget like that that makes them feel a lot better because they know where all that money is going to specifically. And just so anything like that, you know, like you said, your crew that you already have attached or like a mood board or a treatment, a, yeah, a treatment, like a, treatment. A, a beach sheet, I, all of these things, the more you can give, the better you're going to look and the more professional and prepared you're going to look, but the better they're going to be able to see the entire project and understand why they want to fund it.
1: Yeah. And if you haven't seen on our IG, I've done some like, uh, multi-post carousel posts on some of these things, like what a film treatment is, what should be included in your pitch deck. So go review those guys. If, uh, you didn't listen to like a prior episode or just kind of like, I don't even know what's in that. We'll Google it too. <laughs> like, honestly, that's like what we, we did. Cause again, first time doing this, but so important what Tessa is saying. I think that's what We learn the most, which honestly, like, especially with crew members, I want to start talking to the people as soon as I can that I want to work with. I want them to feel part of it so we can be prepared and and be excited um, because that's where the whole partnership and and collaboration
0: happens, right? And it's tough, too, because sometimes with crew and cast, like, you almost don't want to attach people too early because... Mm -hmm. Like as an actor, for example, when I see a breakdown for something and they have the shoot dates, like I've learned to pretty much <laughs> ignore those because they always change. But like, I don't want to commit to something if I don't even have an idea of when it's shooting, because who knows what the hell I'm going to be doing, you know? So I, I it's, it's tough if you're that far ahead of time that you don't even like really know when you're going to shoot. I would say on actors, like, That's, but even crew too. It's yeah. like, you know, a lot of them. Sure like we talked to a possible editor and she was saying, you know, she's busy doing X, Y, and Z right now, but she thinks like early next year she'll be free. And like, you know, so it's, it's it's tough to gauge that kind of stuff. But if it's someone who's really going to be involved in the whole process, like for example, our DP, which sometimes the DP is literally just going to be, you're going to hire them. They're going to be there on the days they need to be there. And that's it. Other DPs are way more involved. And that's why there's like DP director combos and, you know, um, but we wanted ours to be very involved and have some creative input as well. So we talked to him early on, early, early on, you know, and he's helping us with some of the pre-production as well. So it just depends on your relationship with those crew members and stuff. Absolutely.
1: Too. Absolutely.
0: Fem fam. Let me tell you about Vida Fair. It's this awesome platform where filmmakers can upload their work and then set their own price. That's right. You could charge as little as $0.06 or as much as $6 for people to watch your film. And the viewers are never going to pay crazy fees because VitaFair isn't a subscription service, and they don't charge more when filmmakers decide to charge more. In fact, VitaFair empowers the micropayment pricing model without requiring it. So while filmmakers can set any price that they want, empowering the micropayment model could become a revolution in film monetization. VitaFair's mission is simple. Fair Trade Film Monetization. Live in fairness with video.
1: So just stuff to keep in mind, this is how we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been, it's been really cool to feel like, wow, we've got all this stuff put together. So if this doesn't work out with the competition, securing these investors, you know, that's fine. We're actually prepared to talk to the next ones.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's been (laughs) a lot of work for us. Admittedly, we've been super stressed out about it because you know, each round that we make, it's like, okay, well, when's the deadline for the next round? Because we've got full-time jobs and lives and acting careers. And like, you know, so it's fitting all of this stuff in. It's, it's very stressful. I will fully admit that there has been many times where I've just been like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I don't have time for anything, but you know, in the end, it, it's going to prepare us, like you said, for, if we do need to pitch to anyone else. And it's also, half the, not maybe not half, but a lot of the work of pre-production is already going to be done. Yeah. You know, we're going to have this preliminary budget that we just need to adjust numbers or plug some extra things in, you know, like, because that budget guys, which is again, something really cool to show the investors that you've
1: thought about it includes props, like where maybe some of the post-production costs are already factored in, you know, uh, the different like locations and like things like insurance, like we don't have there, but we have like it listed, like yeah. even just listing it
0: and with a question mark.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly,
0: just, it really does help. And I, I highly recommend that as just a very little side note um, when you are making a budget. It. I went by like a format in a book that had you know it was an indie low budget. I'm doing air quotes film, (laughs) but it was like you know they had everything like transportation for company moves and stuff like Mm. that. You know the stuff that we're not going to have. But I didn't include everything, but I included things that I was like, it's a possibility that we might have this, even though I don't think we will, unless it was something I knew we absolutely would not have. Like I still included those with a question mark because if you just build that in. Mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about thinking about it later. It's already in there. It's already something, you know, you need, which is something I've also done for like the, um, breakdown. Is that the word where you, yeah. you, yeah, yeah. The breakdown, <laughs> but it's like, you know, little things like, um, extra coffees for like one scene and like, uh, breakfast foods for another scene, things that are like not important quote unquote props, but like, we know we're going to need them. It's better to just list every single fucking thing on there because when it comes down to it, your mind isn't going to think about those little right. things, you know? And um, no, I, exactly. And that's what you're showing your investors. Like you
1: literally already like picked apart the script, which is something in the AD, if you are, are able to have one should help yeah. you with. Um, but that's, that's really cool that you've already done all that work ahead of time.
0: And And besides showing the investors that it's going to benefit you, too, as the filmmaker, because it's not something you'll have to think about later when you're in crunch time, like it's already done, which is why I recommend like this process has solidified this, but I always like thought this was kind of the case is take the time for pre-production mm. like give yourself months if you have months. it. you know like yeah. honestly because production's only going to be a set amount of days but pre-production can be as long as you have time to do it you yeah. know so take that time and like it's so
1: funny like the months are so valuable and then because yeah like for us like we have to do a feature film in like six Days, guys, mm-hmm. like it's it's really crunch time. So if you have all of that together, you are are more prepared for. So if something hits the fan, like you already you already factored in it, you know. Yeah. So I, I love that you say that. I'm I. I think the, the most successful shoots I've on has started pre-production
0: months, months in advance. Yeah, it just gives you time to make sure you don't forget anything too.
1: <laughs> Yeah, because that's, that's the, the right people involved too. Because yeah. like I said, even planning months ahead, like someone might have to drop out. It sucks. It, I've seen it happen. And, and then, you know- you're just able to to figure it out and that's so that's okay though because you already you can already tell them everything you already have your book prepared you know like everything is there so they're not walking onto like a disorganized mess. yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly. honestly like that that's like kind of the worst case and you know what the right person they see the work you have done they're going to feel comfortable and confident to work with you regardless yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. is there anything else you want to say about the pitching process that we have in
1: our
0: it's a process, guys it's a process, process. it's a um, learning process it's a learning process. there's some
1: things that I'm not happy with, but I'm not gonna like share the tea too much on, on yeah. but I mean, it's just again being women in the industry, I think you have to fight harder and w- so this is like I guess my first experience kind of feeling that push is like oh this is female lens female focused centered perspective relationships what femme regard stands for and you know that's not going to be every man's cup of tea so um just to put it there (laughs) and I just I just felt that and and you know what we can be angry about it or we can just move on and find the right people to to champion our film
0: yeah because that's the other thing and I think it is worth saying is like you know if you are, are pitching to somebody and they don't believe in your film in a way that, you know, they don't think this, this, the core of the story is mm. what needs to be told. Because of course, every script is going to need to be edited. But if they don't believe in your story, you don't want to work with them anyway. You know, like you this. want to work with people, even if they're literally just putting up the money and they don't have any creative input, like you still want them to believe in your film the same way that you do. It's not going to be their baby, but like, it's got to be more than just a business deal. It's got to be something they want to see made and be successful.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, if the, if that's just not connecting, like Tessa said, you don't want them to be on your team anyways. So um, you always want to center people around your work that like feel the same way, feel that same passion. I think you'll just do business better, honestly. So I think that's like the last thing I think is is a good advice to like give you guys and and the tea there is just, yeah, like it's find people that really want to champion and those people will give you their money. (laughs) That's true, that's true. So at the end of the day, don't give yourself a hard time if it's just like, you're not feeling the connection that's okay that's probably better that you walk away
0: from that yeah totally yeah um but that's what's been going on with us um I'm super excited for the season we've got like a real um array of guests Mm -hmm. like from totally different aspects um I'm extra excited about a very special guest that we have that you may not know his name if you're not like in the directing scene, but you will absolutely know many things that he has directed. And that's (laughs) going to be our special uh, video episode for this season. Yes,
1: we're bringing on another special video episode. Yes, so keep an eye out for
0: that Um, and exclusive extra special content on Patreon. If you're not already a Patreon, ask us how you can be Um, or just go to Uh, patreon.com slash femregard and you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Um, If you donate as little as $5 a month, you're going to get access to that exclusive content Um, and the peers or the peers, the, what are they called? Tears. (laughs) Oh, the tiers go up to ten and twenty dollars, um, and we just really appreciate you all. And if you want to be a part of our mailing list, we promise we do not spam. We only send out when we have things to really actually announce. tell you about. Yeah. Um, you can just get a hold of us, send us a DM, send us your email. Um, yeah, we try to like give that that
1: the people on our list like first takes out what's happening or if we have an event that's a great way to know what we have going on as well as like content you know uh, releasing this YouTube video. Go check it out here and there. So um, yeah, please send us a DM with your email. We'd love to have you join that list. Um, and it's it's just another great way to support us.
0: Yeah. And follow us on all the socials if you don't already. If you're a brand new mm-hmm. listener, we are at FemRegard on Instagram, at Fem underscore Regard on Twitter and FemRegard Productions on Facebook. We also have a YouTube. Um, we recommend if you're an Instagram user, that's where we kind of are the most. That's where we'll yeah. have the most like little, in between announcements and stuff too. Um we're probably gonna have a giveaway coming up. I don't know when that's gonna be yet, but it's gonna be coming up. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. It might
1: even happen before the season drops. No, no, it won't. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Cut that part out. Um yeah, all exciting things. And uh let us know if you have any any guests you want to see on the show. Mm-hmm. Any questions about pitching? DM us if we have time we want to help. That's what we're here for. We're a resource. We are, this podcast is dedicated to helping you independent filmmakers grow with us. We're here to support our community. So thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy the season.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com.